Good morning, everyone. This is Desi, and welcome to Hardly a Week 49. Today is Wednesday, the 6th of December, 2023. I know I'm two days late today. I had conferences back to back, so I was actually in Melbourne for the Compact Disc 2023 Dragos conference, uh, where I got to run a workshop for IRP, uh, well, ICS, so Industrial Control System, IRP development, uh, and kind of just like where companies were. Um, so we had a lot of our customers there. Uh, and then I got to go to New Zealand and run the same conference or run the same workshop in New Zealand. So um, five-hour workshop. I'm definitely looking at doing something like an incident management one for some conferences uh, that could be really cool. And I've also got an idea for um, how to develop an IRP and playbooks on laptops that are um, not internet connected and it's something that you can build off a template. So keep an eye out for that because I'm pretty excited to put that together and then take it around to a few conferences. But enough of that. Uh, let's get into it this week. If you want to support the podcast, the best way is to like and subscribe to my YouTube and the podcast. Uh, and I'm open to taking on any kind of sponsorship. So if you'd like to sponsor, please reach out. But for now, let's jump straight into it with the first one. Dots do matter. Why dots and Gmail addresses impact Google Workspace investigations? Uh, this is on Medium by Megan Rohde. And yeah, it caught my eye. Uh, so it's talking about like the dots in between the like the pre-at part with your name. So if you had like john.smith or jo.hn.sm.ith at Gmail, that kind of thing. Um, I haven't really gone too much into it, but it looks like uh, they were developing a lab for the SANS... Forensics 509 for Google Workspace Lab um, must have something to do with emails because maybe it takes the dots out. Um, it's only really short. I haven't got through it yet, but definitely have a look at this. Uh, it could be really interesting. Next is hunting malware with Sysmon logs. Hunt, sorry, hunting malware in Sysmon logs with Splunk. And this is by Salim Salimov. Um, again, this is on Medium. Uh, the formatting on this is hard to read. I don't know why they've used a lot of bold and italic and different size font, but uh, yeah, definitely it, it caught my eye. Um, they're using Splunk Enterprise for this. So um, could be a good one. A lot of kind of like the training materials that you see, like this is interesting, right? Like I, I don't often see Sysmon logs within Splunk out in the wild, um, but a lot of training will have Sysmon being pushed to Splunk. Uh, Splunk, well, Sysmon logs, again, this is because people don't tune their, their seams, but uh, Sysmon can send a lot of information very quickly. So that's, I guess, why, why I don't really see it. Um, it's been a conversation that I've been having over the last couple of weeks with different customers with their seams uh, around tuning. It's hard because a lot of companies don't have their own detection engineers. And even if they do, they're not at the level um, that can easily tune or write detections for the environment yet. But it is a growing field. So if you're interested in, like, I, I love writing detections. It's actually really fun to do. Um, you get to play out the attack path and then test your detection, which is, like, awesome to see work. So um, it's a growing field. If you're interested in it, it's definitely a job that you can continue on to. Next is DFIR memory analysis comparing Windows and Linux. This is by Taz Wake. We've had Taz Wake in the hardly a week, uh, I think at least two times before, maybe three. Uh, they write good blogs. So uh, definitely check this one out. Um, it's only, it's pretty, pretty short. Like it's not a long one. Um, 
but it's a good one to kind of see the difference. It's always good to see the differences. We're seeing an, an increase, I think, in Linux or Unix endpoints within um, enterprise environments. So, uh, yeah, good one to have a look at. Next one is Google Takeout parsing series. So Google Takeout is a, oh, I I think it's old. I don't know whether many people use it or whether they've like updated and changed it. Um, or sorry, Google Takeout. Oh, we have covered this before. Google Takeout's the, um, it's like a tool. So um, this talks about the parsing series for different Google um, artifacts. So. If, you've, if you're using this tool, this could be a good one. You probably already see the training. If not, and you're looking for new tools, um, this is also good. Next is another one by, or not another one, a blog by Ben Munn, Skimming Credit Cards with WebSockets. Uh, the kind of title just caught my eye. Um, so there's some code examples in here. It goes through how it, how it works. Uh, talks about variations of WebSocket skimmers, um, the data exfiltration, versus the WebSocket skimmers, uh, lots of code analysis, quite a long blog um, and good one to have a look at. I think this is my last one. So uh, this is by Red uh, Sigri, Siege. I'm terrible at pronouncing that. I should look these up before I jump on the podcast, but reject passwords and return to security keys. I think this is talking not about physical keys, but uh, public private keys in, in what we're doing for passwords. Uh, this is definitely, um, I think, where the industry is moving to. Uh, we we try to impl implement complex passwords. That didn't really work because people would create a complex password that they could memorize and then just add numbers to the end. And not a lot of organizations have uh, technical controls to stop that happening. We then implemented uh, MFA. MFA has definitely gotten better over the years, but then you have something called MFA fatigue where people are just, they have like, if I look at my phone now, so I have, uh, so I, I've managed to cut it down to three authenticators. So I've, I've got Google, Microsoft, and then a financial one. And then if I look at my Google one, I've got one, two, three, six, nine, 12, 15, 18, I have 21 different uh, MFA accounts just within my Google Authenticator. Um, and that's not to say like when I work with customers, I have to use theirs, that gets added and then taken away. So over time, um, so you can imagine like if you're working through the day and you're using a lot of like single service logins and MFAs being pushed all the time, you may miss one or you may get a lot. Um, I know for my work, I get a lot of MFA pushes and where I have to enter numbers, but Again, like I, I'd like to think that I'm on top of it all the time, but sometimes like maybe there's one that could come through that I just am not paying attention to and get through. So that's the fatigue there. Um, so it's definitely a problem with passwords and where we're going to go to next. Um, what this is talking about is kind of like the physical keys. So things like YubiKey, there is others on the market. Um, I've had YubiKey send me one out. I actually don't know where it is at the moment to test. I never got around to testing it because I was moving house at the time, but... Um, yeah, physical keys could be the way you have to plug it in. Uh, I was training someone the other day. So when I was in defense, uh, they had a problem where they couldn't get tokens out to everyone, like where you had the numbers that would change. Um, and we couldn't use MFA cause our buildings don't allow phones. So that didn't work. So, uh, 
not the greatest solution, but a stopgap was to have a uh, a card reader plugged into um, each of the endpoints, and then you had a, a physical swipe card. Now this works really well. Like the cards probably weren't that secure; they were probably running on low frequency. But if you're tapping it, you're inside a building that you need to swipe into anyway, and you're sitting on a base where you have gate guards um, that have to physically look at your security ID to get through the gate. Um, you've then got defense in depth. So the um, tap cards is a good mechanism when you look at your whole of security, um, which is really cool. But anyway, that's it for me this week. Big thanks again to Fillmore for doing This Week in Forensics website. Uh, he's always doing a great job. And uh, the software updates are on that where I'll, I'll post a link to. Um, but yeah, thanks everyone for listening. Again, if you want to support, subscribe to everything, like everything, um, and check out my merch store. But I will see you all next week, hopefully on time. All right, catch you then.